Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner Welcome back once again, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo. Hey, everybody. I am excited to get into this episode of the show. And before we get into our regular segments, I'm going to get into what is always my favorite part of the show, and that is fourth listener email, of course. Our fourth listener email this episode is from Chad. The subject line of his email is sixth listener? Question mark? (laughs) Red flags right away. (laughs) We cannot have more than four. We know that. Okay. Chad writes and says, Hey guys, I've been wanting to be the fourth listener for a while now. You had a fifth today, so maybe I'm the sixth. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I heard about you on the Tap the Craft podcast, decided to give you a listen. Ah. I loved it right away. Went through the back catalog quickly. Now you've become part of my Thursday routine. How about that? Oh, man. That's awesome. Nice. All right. Uh, He goes on to say, I've also been enjoying the YouTube videos. It's nice to be able to put a face with your voices. Oh, cool. Oh, all right. It didn't scare them off. That's awesome. Yeah. And we apologize for the faces that go with these voices. But hey, thanks for watching. Faces made for radio. Enough praise. I do have a question for you. I was listening to the Doughboys episode from today. You can tell I love podcasts. Doughboys is another great podcast. They went on a tangent about Duck Hunt and that dog that laughed at you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Chad says, I always hated that dog and always tried to shoot him. Were there any NPCs that annoyed you or just characters in general? So any of like non-player characters inside of games that wandered around that bugged you or just characters in general from games that just annoyed you? Is anything in games that jumps out at you as something that just grinds your gears and you can't stand that character? Can I go like really old school on this or? Yeah, go go old school. Okay, so old school. I was a big Asteroids fan as a kid. And that little freaking ship that comes out. Uh, (laughs) The little one? Yeah. I hated that with that passion of a thousand burning suns. Let me tell you, I hated that damn thing. Wow. Goodness. For me, it's pretty straightforward. It was an NPC that was created from my playing with John during Mortal Kombat. That damn little whoopsie guy that would come in from the corner all the time. Whoopsie! Yeah, because no matter what, John would just destroy me in Mortal Kombat. We have this thing where I would hit him. He would let me hit him three times and I would think I was invincible and then he would just destroy me. <laughs> That's my strategy. Oh, wait, let me guess. He, he he would freeze you in place and then kick the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, that, oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just when he was playing Sub-Zero. He could do it with any character. I had no chance. Didn't matter. But the little whoopsie guy always irritated me. He would, John would be like, hey, George, George, watch this. Whoopsie. I'll be like, God damn, so him. Yeah, oh. By contrast, I always loved that guy. Of course you <laughs> did. Isn't that weird? Oh, oh goodness. Uh, you know, there are a lot of little irritating ones for me, but the one... It's kind of obscure, but in um, in Ultima three on the computer, so Lord British Ultima three, oh, big wow. open, yeah. open world. Back a little bit here. I I always remember and think about the, <laughs> there's a guard in one of the castles you go to. And he's like, they thought they were being clever and kind of, this was an early kind of like loading some meta stuff in there and making him like, he's he's making comments when you talk to him that aren't about the game. He's like, you know, have you backed up lately? Oh. <laughs> you know, how's the adventure going? He, he always struck me as being so out of place. If you attack any guard in Ultima, every guard in the world every comes and attacks you. Every guard in the world you. went after you, yeah. Exactly. And so 
I always hated him so much that I would even like it would become a, a game I would play inside of the game where I would get as much health and armor and everything that I can just to attack that one guard and kill him. <laughs> just, and then I had to defend myself from the others. So that dumb little guard somewhere in the middle of Ultima 3 was probably the NPC that bugged me the most. So that's funny. Oh. Great question, Chad. So Chad wraps up and says, keep up the great work. I'm super excited about the Schoolhouse Rock episode next week. So he just <laughs> listened to our last episode. It was definitely a staple of his childhood. He bought the DVDs and they came out, showed them to his son when he was younger. Nice. Great. Awesome. And I'm sure he sounds like a man that definitely liked Conjunction Junction as the best one. Absolutely. I, I, yes, I, because I, that's I correct. Maybe it was it was a different one. Was it another one? No. I think it, it was, was not, not a different one. one. <laughs> no. Conjunction Junction is the king. For once, Mo and I agree. Doesn't happen right. very often. But Doesn't. I can't disagree with a fact. It's an absolute fact that Conjunction Junction was the greatest Schoolhouse Rock video ever. Period. End of story. Thank you, Chad. Have a nice day. <laughs> All right. Chad, thank you for writing in. We love hearing from our not sixth, not fifth, our fourth listener. We don't <laughs> want overinflated egos. We know it's just the three of us and one of the guy. And Chad, you're that other guy this episode. Thanks for writing in. Yeah. Didn't we clarify it's a rotational thing? They just, it's it a fourth is, yes. listener each week, right? <laughs> right. Yep. You got it. They're kind of like Shamu at these, uh, <laughs> like they're all named Shamu, but it's a family name, right? <laughs> How to start an impressive family art collection. First, find some talented local artists, then inspire them with Crayola Happy Meal boxes from McDonald's. Every Crayola Happy Meal comes with your children's favorite McDonald's foods, plus an art kit with a McDonald's land stencil and four Crayola crayons or a Crayola marker. Big Audacious Idea is the new podcast for deep thinkers and inquisitive minds. Each episode, Craig James blends philosophy and science to explore a bold new topic with one of today's most provocative thought leaders. Here, Seth Godin reframed the idea of cryptocurrency. Listen to Aaron Burdick's predictions for the future of augmented and virtual reality. Ponder life after death with Stephen Holly Martin. You can find Big Audacious Idea on your favorite podcast app, or go to evergreenpodcast.com. Big audacious idea. See the big picture. Now we're moving on to our media section, which is one of my favorite parts of the show. Mm -hmm. And it seems like a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about is a lot of streaming video. So, George, I know you've been watching a lot of streaming video lately, right? Yeah, and, and that was why I wanted to talk a little bit about it. It's almost a genre to itself now, the whole streaming media thing. I mean, you know, we had the network TVs when we were kids, right? You know, you had your ABC, NBC, CBS. You had PBS in some areas. Then mm -hmm. we grew up with cable as we got a little bit older. You started getting your HBOs and your Turner broadcast stations and Skinamax. those kinds of things. Right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was trying to keep it G-rated, but... When did, this, when did that start? <laughs> yeah. So it seems like this generation, especially, they've grown up in the streaming media craze. And I've been going back and picking up on some shows that either I watched a while back and I forgot about them, or they've just released a season two. I wanted to talk about three quick ones. First one is Red Oaks. Did anybody watch any of that series from Amazon Prime? No, I've never heard no, of it. No, I have not. Okay. You guys need to go watch this because it's definitely set in the <laughs> 1980s. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a country club in and around the New York area. You know, a kid who 
you know, he's from the left side of the tracks, kind of like a Caddyshack sort of thing. Okay. It's got some really fun actors and actresses on there. Really good coming of age type story. Hmm. And they released finally a season three. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. So you're not going to get a ton of advertising. Okay. Fair you enough. Know, it's just one of those things that when you log into Amazon and they have their little scroll, if you haven't searched for anything that should pop it up, which I don't know why it wouldn't on you guys, but. Got it. Yeah. Then another one is called Goliath. Oh, that one I've heard of. Mm-hmm. How about that one? I haven't watched it. That Definitely one you've heard, heard of, of the Billy Bob Thornton lawyer. Billy Bob Thornton, right? It's mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton, who I'm not mm-hmm. a big Billy Bob Thornton guy, but damn, is this show good. Mm, French fried potatoes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Some folks calls it a Kaiser blade. Mm. I calls it a slang blade. Mm. Goliath. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. On to Goliath. That whole broken character that Billy Bob Thornton plays, this role was made for it. It's a brilliant role. He's broken. He's an alcoholic. He was a big time lawyer. Now he's a sleazebag whose office is in a hotel, like a, and not even like a real hotel, like one of those like little strip hotels in the seedy part of town kind of thing. So not really a reach role for him, huh? No, (laughs) (laughs) but it's doing really well. That's awesome. It's set in modern times, not in the eighties, but I want to go back to a third show that again is set back in the eighties and that's called glow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This one is on my radar. You guys have heard of that one, right? Oh, oh yeah. 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 The gorgeous ladies of wrestling. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Season two just dropped and I just finished watching it about an hour before we recorded this. Oh, yeah? It's really good. They set it up for season three, which I'm really happy about. Speaking of streaming, Mo, what have you been checking out? So I caught the second season of Luke Cage that dropped on Netflix, uh, I guess, about a week ago. Okay. I've only watched the first episode or a little part of it. You binged it? You're done? How's it going? I binged it. Oh, wow. So I watched the whole thing. I really enjoyed it. It It's actually a lot more story, which is kind of cool, but they do in plenty of, you know, action scenes, of course, which is what you want. Sure. It was an interesting series. Not to, I don't want to give it too much away, but it was like seeing how, you know, Luke Cage kind of feels he's a protector of Harlem. Yeah. You know, that's right. kind of like you got that from the first season. What he has to do to protect Harlem, which means that, you know, it's kind of like starting to do things that he doesn't want to do or crossing over to the dark side a little bit. But yeah. it's kind of like all the kind of deals and all the um, all the compromises he has to make. OK. You know, some of them are not that good kind of compromise, but he has to do it because he's looking at the greater good for the community, that kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, but like I said, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was one of the better series, in my opinion, anyway. Nice. I have been on the road this last uh, couple of weeks, and so I have not been watching a lot of uh, uh, movies and TV, but I did pick up something that is a book of sorts that I want to talk a little bit about. This is a magazine that 12-year-old me would have lost his shit over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> I found this on Amazon because I'm always looking for retro stuff and I'm always finding, like George, like you said, the, your recent search pops up, things that you ought to buy. Right. It's called the Unauthorized Atari 2600 Throwback Zine. Wow. Kind of like a fanzine, if you will. Okay. It's like a little digest size. It's like kind of the, the size of a, an Archie digest or a TV guide or something. Uh, and this is issue number one. This is a guy who has done some other publishing on Amazon on, but he's jumped head first at the Atari 2600. And this is like, imagine if you were like 13 and you were at the grocery store and you saw a magazine that was like a modern, like game pro hints, tips, tricks, but it was all about your Atari 2600. Oh, I, I would You'd have jumped all over that. And plus yeah. there's no ads in it. Totally snuck it into the shopping cart. It's like 40 pages. So I'm holding it in my hand here, right? So you can hear me riffling through it. Let me just read the table of contents. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> Cover story. Donkey Kong. Sabotage or masterpiece? Oh, wow. So that, really, that was that. I guess that's, like, right that's your wheelhouse. I mean, that's I know, like, yeah, right? they wrote this for yeah, you, John. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So uh, the next one, 
Donkey Kong Homebrew for the VCS. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Strategy Guide, Jungle Hunt. Oh, oh wow. Uh, book Review, Pilgrim in the Micro World, Sports, Golf, uh, Easter Eggs and Glitches, Deceptive Artwork Highlight, Video Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, the Slick Stick, Reviews, uh, I mean, you know, Letters from the Editor. I mean, so these are articles all about the, the, the games that back then was my life and now is just retro. It's well done. It's well put together. It feels like a fanzine, but a really polished one. They're a little steep for what they are on Amazon. They're like seven bucks an issue. He's got three issues out, but it's it's concentrated content. I just, I just got giddy flipping through it. I mean, if I had had the wherewithal to do a fanzine, I would have done something like this when I was a kid because it's mm-hmm. like, I know the Donkey Kong for the 2600 was so bad. And the title article, you know, what did I say? Sabotage or masterpiece. Right. And it, yeah. it's terrible. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. But I played the living hell out of it because I was dying for one because I didn't have a ColecoVision. Yeah. So anyway, if you're interested at all in throwback stuff, Atari 2600 stuff, uh, this is uh, published by uh, uh, Mike Salzman and it's published on Amazon. You can pick it up there. We'll put a link down in the show notes below. Absolutely. Uh, I picked up the first one just to see. And I think uh, I think you're, you're hooked. I, I think I'm picking up the next couple. Yeah, I've really I've read about half of it already just since I opened it. You said it's a digest, so it's not like a hardback like that Atari 2600 thing that you got for me that one time where it's all the artwork and everything. This is like an ongoing magazine that'll be coming out. That's right. I mean, it's a little paperback kind of book. Uh, again, it's okay. like I said, it's about 40 pages. This is issue number one, June of 2018. He's already got two more out. Wow. There you go. Well, we need to get a hold of this guy, see if we can get him to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah, a great absolutely. idea. He seems like be somebody that we'd have a lot of fun talking to. Old school gamer. We just talked to mm-hmm. them at SFGE. This same kind of thing. It's amazing how these types of magazines are now coming back, even though the magazine industry is dead, so to speak. You yeah. know, like they're all going digital and the print is dying and everything. Mm-hmm. But these old school magazines, because they know we have money now, now they're reprinting <laughs> these things. They know we're going to buy them and cherish them and put them on a shelf or in a frame. I love it. I think it's awesome. I yeah. couldn't afford them when I was a kid and couldn't find them. Now we can. So, John, just a quick question about this then. Is sure. this zine, is it kind of set like it's contemporary or is it is kind of like looking back? It's absolutely contemporary. I mean, they okay, review okay, a, a current book. They're talking about homebrew stuff that's out right now. Like I mentioned after they did the Donkey Kong article, the very next one shows a homebrew Donkey Kong and improved on it. So yeah, it's 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 contemporary, okay. but it's looking through the eyes of someone. Yeah, got it. It's very seriously approaching the games of the twenty six hundred. Yep, awesome. That's awesome. It sounds like what we're doing in YouTube, but instead it's in print form. Hey, hey, we have a patent on that. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a patent on on reviewing well, we should, right. tech in modern eyes? <laughs> I think somebody else might have done that already, so we have to be careful. Hey, what a plan for building a perfect cheeseburger. Start with cheese. Glorious cheese. To get your plans, hurry to your grocer's meat or dairy case and enter the Build a Perfect Cheeseburger sweepstakes. You could win a perfect patio and barbecue set. Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third-hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked-on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are going to keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice, sturdy work surface. Those flexible all-metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them, no fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The Quad Hands was designed to help you do your best work. It's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. 
Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20. That's G-E-N-X-U-P-2-0. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. Tech toys. That's something that we all love to get our grubby little Gen X grown up fingers on, play around <laughs> with, mm-hmm. make fun of when other people don't get them, but we do, right, John? Jerk. <laughs> I would never, uh, so never do that. It's all our friends into buying and spending money we don't have right. on things. I, I would never do that. Never do that. <laughs> well, this time, John actually didn't talk me into spending any money, Mo. What? He actually helped me find something and it was free. See, I've been known to do that too. Once in a while. He's been known Once in every a while. now and then. Wow. <laughs> We record a lot of audio, both for our videos and for the podcast. And one of the problems that you run into when you're recording audio, if you have more than one person in front of a single microphone, you have the different voice levels that happens all the time, right? So a guy Mm -hmm. who's three feet away from the microphone sounds really loud. And a guy who's five feet away from the microphone sounds like he's in the other room. So you have a lot of issues. For whatever reason, we always put the loudest guy right in front of the mic, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) George. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's my show. I get to be in the front. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the big problems I've been having with Comic Sans. We've got the one microphone, which is a great microphone, the H1 Zoom. We've done some reviews of it. I know Mo's going right. to put some show notes in for all the different reviews because I've done a review. John's got the new one, of course, mm-hmm. because he has to do that. That's what I do. <laughs> I was always having a problem getting those levels right, so much so that one of my co-hosts said, right before John gave me this tool, said, yeah, I watched the episode. One thing I realized is I've got to talk louder. I'm like, no, it's really not you. It's the equipment and it's, it's me. me being close to it. <laughs> so John gave me this app called the Levelator. Mm-hmm. It's a great Gen X grown up name. That's exactly something that you would have expected <laughs> to be named in the 80s. So I was immediately hooked. All you have to do is take an audio file, drop it on top of the app. It encodes it, spits it back out, and it auto levels all the voices. How stupid easy is the interface? Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> it's You open it up. It's a small little square. It looked like a splash screen. And I was sitting here. John knows we were on the phone. <laughs> I was waiting for four or five minutes for it to finish the load, you know, and have a big George thought it was window. Stuck. He's like, oh, wh- when does it start? I'm like, no, that's it. It just that's says it. drag and drop your file. Yep. <laughs> so you just drag and drop your file on top of the little splash screen and it does an amazing job with it. I was really surprised. Yeah, it, it blew me away too. It's uh, I found that it's useful even for single tracks. So if you find that throughout a, a track, you talk you know, more enthusiastically and then later you're kind of hanging out and doing this, you know, that it'll, it'll take even single tracks. And uh, it's amazing. The, the software actually is abandonware at this point. It's no longer being developed. So like oh, if you bummer. want it, go and grab it. But in its current state, it's very mature. And boy, it just freaking works. I don't need it to be improved. As a matter of fact, when people tell me, oh, something's abandonware, I kind of like that sometimes because I don't want a new version to come out and screw up what's already working for me. Now you know it's a stable platform. It's exactly. not going to move on you, right? It's not going to change. <laughs> as long as my OS doesn't yeah. change, I'm good. Yeah, this was developed by a team of people who did other spoken word podcast audio content, and they were experiencing just what you described, George. Mm-hmm. And so they internally developed this thing. I read a little bit about it. Yeah, and then they made it publicly available. They said, here, drop your wave file on it and it spits out magic. I was really stunned. I'm glad you found it useful too. That's awesome. I can see it being real helpful to podcasters. That's why they created it, right? So any of our podcast friends out there who are listening to this podcast right now, if you're having mm-hmm. issues with your audio and you need those levels auto-adjusted for you and you you don't want to become a 10-year journeyman audio engineer 
whatever the hell you'd have to do to get <laughs> right. to that area. Just get this app. It's a Windows thing. Drop it on there. 30 seconds, you're done. That's it. Agreed. That's something that John gave to me. I'm assuming John found something to play with himself over the last period of time. John, have Whoa, you got any new wrong. tech toys? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I did have something to play with, but I also yeah. <laughs> discovered uh, we enjoy giving Mo some uh, good-natured ribbing about uh, his iPhone and we're in the Android world. <laughs> yeah. But something that iPhone already does really well, if you are fully in the iPhone ecosystem, is being able to text from your phone and then going to your PC and being able to continue to text. So they have this kind of continuation. Okay. Not right. true if you don't have a Mac. But anyway, we have found methods of texting from your PC. We've looked at Push Bullet. We've looked at Mighty Text. We've looked at mm. so many other things. Uh, and just last week or the week before last, the Stock Messages Android app just opened up web-based texting. Oh. Huh. I was excited to check it out because all the other services we've looked at are pay services. Right. So much so that I enjoyed the initial experience of it that I switched from Textra that I've been using. I've switched back to the default messages app. And really? two cool things I can tell you. All it's right. really matured since the last time I looked at it. Okay. And two, the experience of the web-based messages compared to on your phone is so seamless. Really? Everything you right. do in terms of coloration that you do, nicknames, copy-paste is so easy. It's really, really smart for Android to make this a web app now. And to sync it, you just open up messages.android.com. There's a QR code. You scan it with your messages app and everything is synced right there. It's really, really cool and easy. So if you have an Android phone and you've explored like things like Mighty Text and Push Bullet and one of those, for me anyway, if I'm sitting at a computer and a text is, comes in, the last thing I want to do is go for my nice you know, mechanical keyboard and start thumb typing. I want to text right on my computer. Right. It's not that we didn't have solutions, but the solutions were kind of imperfect and they were for pay. The only catch is you've got to use the messages app on your phone. But what I've read, they've dramatically been improving that platform to the point that it's going to start, I think, in the next couple of years, rivaling iMessage. Hmm. I'm kind of checking it out right now. So if you have Android, you might, pretty cool. likely you forgot all about messages a long time ago because you can pick your own app. You might want to give it a second look and see what it has to offer now. I was pleasantly surprised. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I am getting fed up with Mighty Text. I mean, they have some neat little features like the <laughs> auto sync of photos and things like that. But more often than not, their notification stuff is always broken and screwed up. And when you mm -hmm. reach out to the tech support, it's like, oh, we're working on it. Yeah. Okay. It's been a year. How long have you been working on it? I like the fact that this comes directly from the root system that's on my phone. You know, it sounds like a mm -hmm. no brainer. It's a native version of what we've been trying to solve. Yeah. Just the fact that they do it in the cloud is pretty cool. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's the Google idea of we don't care what platform you're on. We're agnostic to that. If you're on the web, you've got yep. access. So pretty damn yeah. cool. That is All very right. cool. Sweet. How about you, Mo? What you've been uh, looking at in the tech and toy arena? Let me tell you, I found something. Uh, this is from a, a podcast I heard, and it's a website called reviewmeta.com. Have you guys heard about this thing at all? No. Uh -uh. I have heard of review sites and I've heard of like Metacritic. Is you're going to, you're going to, want to use this one. Okay. It was basically started by a guy who he was like into the whole bodybuilding thing and he was, you know how they have like a thousand different like supplements and all that kind of stuff. Right. None of it's regulated. So all of it, of course, is a lot of it, the sales are based on user reviews. Okay. So he had a site where he did like a review site for that and he started noticing things like this one supplement 
would have like five stars, but only like over three days, they got like five star reviews, like a oh, thousand yeah, of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Either paid reviews right. or internal reviews right. or something. Right, yeah, whereas yeah. actual okay. people reviewing it are giving like one or two stars. So he okay. developed this algorithm for pulling out suspect reviews and reevaluating the scores of products. Huh, okay. okay. So it only works with Amazon right now. But if you go to Amazon, say you find a product there, you take that link, you drop it into his website. Uh-huh. It goes through all the reviews. It has this algorithm where it picks out things that it thinks are suspect. And it tells you a star rating now based on what it considers legitimate reviews. Huh. Interesting. How do we know to trust it? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, if you look at the stats it gives you at the end, it tells you like this was discounted because of this. This one we saw... This by the same person put five reviews on this one, or okay. I've seen this person put reviews on other products before, or it's not a confirmed purchase review. I mean, it gives you like all the breakdown about how it come up with the stats. Okay, so it, nothing's it, behind the curtain then. Right. There's nothing behind the curtain. That's good. So I went back and I had bought some iPhone cables off there a while back. And, you know, I did the all usual right. thing, right? I said, iPhone cables. I said, oh, I want this long. I said, you know, I want four star higher, right? They search for highest rating. Yeah. Highest ratings. Found some. I said, oh, okay. These got four and a half. No problem. Bought them. And these things sucks. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I bought four of them. Two of them just didn't work right away. Wow. You know, the other one is dangerous, awful. So I ran it through his little review media and it went from a uh-huh. five star to a one and a half star. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. It was like, they said it's like 70% of the reviews they said were probably suspect. Wow. I mean, it was ridiculous. Wow. Holy, re- se- how many? 70%? 70%. Oh, that's, and so, that's disheartening. So he actually went to Amazon and offered kind of like this thing and they were like, oh no, no, we're we're doing this ourselves and blah, blah, of blah. Of course. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for now, anyway, I don't know, he said, I've run every product I bought since then on there. Some of them I'm like a little afraid to do it since I already purchased it. It's uh, just you go to reviewmeta.com and obviously I'll put the link in our show notes. It has a place you just drop the link in. Huh. Now, as you can expect, while you're explaining this, I brought it up in my browser to look at so I can understand what you're talking about. The one thing I was saying to myself as you were explaining it was like, yeah, but I'm too lazy to copy and paste and take it to another place. What they need is a, and at the top I saw, browser extensions. Oh, yeah. perfect. There you go. <laughs> they have an extension I for didn't Chrome. Know they had that yet. <laughs> yeah, you can, so you can just have a little button. So if you're on the page, you don't have to copy and paste and go to another oh, link. Oh, even better. You can just click right on that's exactly what you need oh wow you know what click added i'm convinced no more will i be purchasing without the review meta extension that's good advice mo nice fine yeah very cool stuff all right so i guess that means we're done with tech toys right we're done we got nothing else no 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 no. we're done with the the tech part of tech toys i just got to talk about some new toys okay okay all right wait anything we have to buy let's start with that my birthday was last month and knowing me so well i had a great friend you know what they gave me Uh, some twisty puzzles uh, (laughs) <laughs> all right i got a rubik's cube i got the three by three the four by three the, the nine by nine i've got all of those and so mo took me out to lunch and said uh i've got something for you and in a bag he gave me about five twisty puzzles <laughs> and he's like one of these is gonna stump you i'm sure yeah i thought for sure one of them would yeah it turns out he, he hasn't but that's okay <laughs> that's okay there's some really cool puzzles uh there's one another called the Ivy Cube, which is a really, really simple cube actually to do, but it's gorgeous. The center of it kind of looks like the shape of a leaf, so it's called ah, Ivy. Okay. There's a crazy one called the Curvy Copter, which, oh, by yeah. the way, I, I'm not like a cube genius. I had to look up and figure out what these were called. The Curvy Copter has some really weird shapes on it, and that was a fun one. Like, the edges turn instead of the sides. It's kind of odd. And then the one I've been enjoying, enjoying the most, but was also pretty easy to do, but I have been doing over and over and over, was a Master Pyraminx. So, George, you and I, when playing with the Pyraminx the last couple of conventions, mm-hmm. yeah, you, I taught you how yep. to do it. Well, yeah. 
Now, the Pyramix has three levels. This Master Pyramix has four levels. So it's a four by four by four okay. Pyramix. All right. Yeah. It's a little more complex. And then I went looking and there's also a level up from that that's got a five level Pyramix. I'm like, oh, I got to go home with those. But I've really been enjoying these new puzzles. And uh, I took them with me on my last business trip and was fiddling with them all the time. And it's it's re-sparked. I mean, I know we've been playing with the cubes a lot, but this is re-sparked going to find these oddly shaped cubes. Uh, it even got me motivated to work on that crazy X cube I have. Oh my God. It's like a giant, bl- it looks like yeah. four Rubik's cubes right. bolted together in twist, weird shape. It looks and- like something you would throw at somebody to kill them. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, some new twisty cubes and uh, went to cubicle.us, a uh, great website that has a lot of stuff looking for uh, what they have out there. And uh, so while we're waiting on the Go Cube to show up our Kickstarter, it's <laughs> yeah. coming out later next year. Uh, there's some good stuff to play with and I'll be bringing them with us the next time we get together. Cool. Oh, cool. Glad you're enjoying them. Oh, thank you. I'd like you to try Rancher's Choice Dressing from Kraft. No, thanks. I like Hidden Valley. Oh, you're going to be tough. You're not kidding. You'll like Rancher's Choice even better. It's got lots of tasty herbs and spices. Oh, it's got lots of tasty herbs and spices. Hello, Gen X grown-up. I'm Matt Man. I'm Tom at Two Stars. And together, we're the Deep Deep Fried Fried Geeks. Geeks. A weekly podcast where we talk about movies, comics, TV shows, food, gaming, and general geek news. That's right. Sometimes... We even have celebrity guests. Oh, yeah, like who? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. Hulk want to sit here while we pod. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> you guys are the funniest guys in the world. <laughs> Christopher Walken. You know, I've never been on a better podcast. I think I like it a lot. And Gollum from Lord of the Rings. So if you like loudmouths, you guys are a little bit too awesome for your taste, but you know what? That's okay anyway. Then make sure you check us out anywhere where you listen to your podcast. Keep calm and geek on. Games, games, games. Did I do it right, George? Is that the no, way that you're supposed no, to? No, just stop. <laughs> That's just all I got stop. in me. <laughs> just let it go. If you're not going to do it the right way, just forget it. <laughs> As I mentioned, I have been on the road the last couple of weeks, so I haven't been playing a lot of games other than the you know stupid uh, time-killing mobile games while you're waiting on a plane. Uh, I have played a little bit more of the uh, the Incredibles Lego game, which is still fun for a Lego game. Yeah. It's uh, it doesn't keep dragging me back over and over, you know, dying to play the next level, but it has been enjoyable. But the bigger one that I know came out is the Adventures of Captain Spirit. That's in mm-hmm. that Life is Strange yes. universe. I have that on hold. Yeah, I have. I, I played it just a little bit, and I stopped because I wanted to be able to focus on it. As you know, I played all the Life is Strange games sitting down together with my daughter. Right. And this is something that I was out on the road. And she said, I've downloaded it, haven't touched it, haven't even loaded it, waiting for you to get home. So I know tonight I'm going to sit down and play some Captain Spirit, but I have not yet jumped into it at all. Uh, And it's a big deal. But George and Mo, I know you guys have looked at it. So tell me more, but don't spoil it. Well, I mean, George, I only did, I only touched on it. So George, you definitely probably feel a lot more than me, but just from what I saw, I'm enjoying it. It's it's engaging and I like the way they kind of have the kids' imagination factor into it. But George, I mean, you dug a lot deeper than me. So what's your thoughts? It's hard to give thoughts without spoiling it because, you know, you start talking about something that you enjoy like this and you just want to keep talking about it to convince the people (laughs) that they should stop their podcast and start playing it right now. But I don't want them to stop our podcast, so I'll try to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you can talk about like impressions and feelings about it 
and kind of style? Well, all right. So it does. It's a little bit of a departure. Instead of it being a female focal character, it's a male focal character because it's a little young boy, like 10, 11 years old. Well, it's about time we had a male protagonist <laughs> in a video game. <laughs> yeah, we've been underrepresented all this time. It's about damn okay. time. But, yes, okay, sorry. <laughs> so the point I was going to make, though, is that even though it's a male character instead of a female character, they've held on to that essence of drawing you in right away. Like almost within the first 10 minutes of the game, if you don't feel like this is your child if you're an adult or this is your brother if you're a young person, you have no soul. This child, the actor that they've got voicing him, the writing that they've done with this, the universe that they've built around this little child in this small little house that so far that's where I'm at. It's incredible. Okay. I am almost as taken with this as I have been as Life is Strange. What? Yeah. One of the mechanics they have in here, which just doesn't give anything away, is that like, you know how in Life is Strange, you, know, you get options, right? Mm -hmm. You see an object, and you have an option to do something with it. And it gives you like two, usually a couple things to do. Right. So this one with those occasion, you'll get a, I forget what they're called, but basically it's a super option. Yeah, it's a triangle, right? Yeah, where basically you hitting that makes it. You still do just like the normal activity, but now you're doing it as you know. Oh, I'm super so and so. I'm gonna crush this can, you know, with my mind, and his imagination <laughs> takes over. But it's actually you know him trying to crush it with his hand. Okay, which is pretty cool. The best example of what Mo's talking about. You're in his room, and he's got a little black and white CRT television. When you walk around it with this one, you have this little triangle symbol. You hold down one of the trigger buttons. I think it's the left trigger. When you're holding that trigger button down, you have to hold it the whole time. Your controller starts vibrating, which is really funny. And the kid starts doing this Jedi mind thing where he's holding his hand out. And he's like, <laughs> and he's making the noises. He's like, yeah, you know, like a little 10 year old would do. <laughs> it is. That's totally cute. But he's doing that and you're watching the TV and then boom, the TV pops on and you're like, wait a minute, does this fucking kid really have powers? What the fuck? And then he just nonchalantly brings the remote control with his other hand out from behind his back and sets it down next to the TV. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice. just what you would have done when you were a little kid, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You're pretending to be yeah, super. And that's of course. the kind of thing yeah. that draws you in on this video game. I absolutely agree. I almost said this draws you into this movie because because it's one of those things that it's the writing, this company, Don't Nod and Square Enix, they yeah. are knocking this shit out of the park. They're out of control. Yeah, that's that's it. That's I'm excited. The combination of these two companies, they can do no wrong. Captain Spirit, if you haven't gotten it yet, what the hell are you waiting for? It's free and it's in the Life is Strange yeah, universe. No I don't know how much more you can mm -hmm. want than that. I mean, it's it's beautiful. So how deep into the game are you, I'm George? probably 45 minutes into the game so far. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do we have any idea how much of it there is? I mean, I know it's a free game. I got no clue and I don't want to know. I'm not, not even enough, looking. Right? <laughs> like, I'm not... Right. Like, you know how yeah. you kind of start to look toward achievements and things to figure out where you're at? No, I don't want to know. No, nope. <laughs> right. I'm just going to play it until it ends and then cry afterwards. Right. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. There's some stuff in it that right away are tear jerking moments, like within the first 10 minutes of the Ugh. game. Yeah. Yeah. Does it appear that it's a single episode then? Because we talked about maybe they're giving away just an episode. Does it appear to be self-contained as far as you can I, tell? Or do we know? No, too, too early, early to tell. tell. Yeah. I mean, it probably will be huh, okay. based on some other information we're going to talk about in a minute. Yeah. Even if it is just a single episode, it's so well done. All right. Well, cool. I'm ready. I'm ready. As soon as uh, I get together with my daughter this evening, we are jumping in. I can't wait. I'm sure we'll talk about it again and some more. So thank you for the testimonial. <laughs> He's a 42-year-old ex-Marine. Get up! He's a 14-year-old boy genius. Together, they'll trash the freshman class in Ruby's premiering Friday. <laughs> then... On a Sunday picnic, 
the Willoughby's daughter was lost. That was 40 years ago. Then one night... Daddy? Friday. You know I've been talking about Captain Spirit. One of the things that I'm looking forward to now more than anything is something that was announced when I first loaded Captain Spirit. <laughs> Life is Strange 2 I know. is coming in September. Yeah. And I've already bought it. Wow. I, I had no I idea. I already bought it. Bought the whole thing. <laughs> yep. Did yeah, you? I'm, you yeah. can pre-order it? Right wow. from the Captain Spirit. Well, I told you I haven't launched it yet. No, so no. Captain yeah. Spirit is a dirty ploy to get me to buy Life is to Strange 2 dirty. that I it, would not have already a purchased. Ploy, dirt, <laughs> brilliant marketing strategy. I don't care what you call it. I already did it. I don't know if I'll get 40 hours worth out of Life is Strange 2 because I'm not going to say I got 40 hours out of the originals because I couldn't play them more than twice because they were so emotional. They're draining, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I probably won't get my Corys out of Life is Strange 2, but who the hell cares? Yeah. This series of games, you could charge me 100. I hope they don't. You could charge me 100 <laughs> and I'd still be super happy with it. Some games go beyond the Corys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's almost like stuff from this developer has got a multiplier on it. I mean, whatever the hours are, you can put a times two or times three in terms of value because mm-hmm. it's more than just That's the hours you yeah. get. Yeah. There's more to, there's, there's an emotional component. There's a story component. You know, it's deeper than just, I only got to shoot Nazis for three hours, so it's $3. There's more to it than right, that. Yeah. So I give them a little more credit, I think. Kind of reminds me of like, you know, certain types of TV shows. You know, some, you know, you could watch while you're playing on your phone, right? You don't really right. care. And then there's Fargo. <laughs> then there's Fargo, right? Exactly. Where you're, that is your whole attention. That's right. I'm focused. You don't want your attention anyplace yep. else. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, it's just that it draws you. So, and that's kind of with Life and Strange kind of games are like, they just take everything. That's a good parallel. Yeah. yeah you you got to stay yeah. focused and yeah, it's, it's, it's larger than the game. It's when we were talking a minute ago, George, you almost said this movie as opposed to this game mm-hmm. because it has that much depth. Yeah. Uh, I can see, yeah. I can see I'm probably going to pre-purchase like you did, but it's based yeah. on previous quality. It's based on track record. I mean, mm-hmm. we were worried about before the storm, but no problem there. They did a great no job. Problem. Yeah. And they always find some neat little twists, you know, which makes them all unique. But yeah. For the first time I had the feeling that I see in my son's like, when the new Battlefield blah, 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 or Call of Dick, whatever, is coming out. <laughs> is that the porn version of the game? <laughs> That's a big favorite. <laughs> you know, like, they see these these games as they're coming out, and they're like, oh, I've got to get it at midnight. I have to stand online for 10 hours. And I've always just been like, okay, whatever. It's a video game, dude. Relax. <laughs> It'll be there in a month when it's cheaper. Just get it then. I immediately bought Life is Strange 2 and then went, oh, shit. I'm my kids. Uh, I just Damn did. it. Yeah, I get it now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. I see how you can... So I was, I will be interested to see, I know one of our fourth listeners is Corey himself. I know he listens to the podcast. Mm -hmm, He does. I want to know what Corey thinks of the Life is Strange series. So maybe he'll send us an email because I'm really curious as to know, because he's a big gamer, but this is a different genre than typical gaming. Be curious to know if he believes in the Corey multiplier uh, on quality or not, right? <laughs> right, especially yeah. in how it applies to the Life is Strange franchise. So Life is Strange is uh, is George's call of dick. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, oh, Mo, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> so, well, nothing like that. <laughs> so for me, is it's yet another superhero movie, but Ant-Man and the Wasp. Are they still making July those? 6. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, I mean, I know people are like, oh, I'm burned out. and super. I'm not. I still love them. Maybe I'm not as sophisticated as some, but especially this one, because the first Ant-Man was like so funny and I thought it was such a good movie that, you know, I'm hoping it's more of the same. And I think 
so far from what I've seen, it looks like it's going to deliver. It is a superhero movie. You're right. But it definitely has a completely different tone than any of the other superhero films out there, except for maybe Deadpool. It's kind of in that comedy realm of superhero movies that the main character is super funny. And Paul Rudd, just like oh, yeah, um, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. brilliant he choice to play the role. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we did an Ant-Man uh, series in review in anticipation of that movie and oh, cool. that whole series, like the five or six books that are in that series, it's the exact same kind of tongue in cheek Ant-Man character that if you enjoyed the first Ant-Man movie, you'll enjoy this comic series from, I think it was like early 2000s of that. Was a while ago. You know, you'll see it in the episode, yeah. but you might be burned out on superhero films. This is just a comedy that has superheroes in it is yeah. the way I look at them. You know, what just kind of occurred to me is that something that we referred to the, the joke in Deadpool 2, where it's like, oh, you're so dark or you're not from the, the DC universe. DC universe yeah. Something <laughs> right. that DC does not do that Marvel does is they kind of give you these... Uh, not no, they're, they're fun films in their own right, but in their superhero universe, they have these palate cleansers, right? You've got your mm-hmm. Thor, mm, you've got, your, you've it, got yeah. your Captain America, then you got a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, right? And then you got your Iron Man, then you got your next Thor, and you're like, oh, then you got your Ant Man, you know, you got these <laughs> these lighthearted things that like oh, the world is not super serious. It has gravitas. It is, but- there is a story. But we don't have to take it so seriously. And they give you these, I can't think of a better word, they're palate cleansing kind of films. You're like, oh, I had fun at the movies. I wasn't just stressed, you know? It's so <laughs> I think that's why yeah. I, I'm also looking forward to Ant-Man, even though I'm kind of burned out of superhero movies. I think it's okay because it's not it's enough of a departure that it's not more of the same, right? right? I guess. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. The DC media universe for the films or TV shows, they've definitely tried to I don't know. They've taken themselves a little too seriously. There are comedy bits in the DC universe in the comics, as you would imagine. They're all over the place, just like they are in Marvel. Marvel just figured out, hey, it's a good idea to embrace these things so people can see the different sides of the Marvel universe. And we can incorporate those into the serious stuff because now somebody doesn't have to sit there for two hours watching Captain America and Iron Man battle about some moral compass thing every now and then we can throw in you know star lord and he can just make fun of their costumes and yep sure that kind of stuff is brilliant it's good stuff and it's fun it should be fun yeah. and it is that's the key yeah, race superheroes for god's sake yeah it should yeah. be fun 7-eleven slices prices take a look and save with these price slicer specials 10 ounce original new york seltzer all flavors just 49 cents a bottle ever ready alkaline batteries a single nine volt or two packs of cd and triple a a dollar 69 and four packs of double a are just 209 if anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. One thing before we go, we are going to Dragon Con mm-hmm. this year. Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. It's been arranged, and I wanted to give a special kind of a shout out to Kevin Stollard. 
he's the gentleman we've been working with at DragonCon. He approached us at Southern Fried Gaming Expo, liked what we did, wanted to get us to help them set up an indie game developers panel. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be there with some of the indie game developers that we've built relationships with over the last year. We're going to have a fun panel at DragonCon. We're probably going to be doing some other content creation while we're there, knowing John, he'll make 14 (laughs) videos a day again. Anybody who is on the East Coast, DragonCon is kind of the San Diego Comic-Con of the East Coast. It's huge. It attracts a ton of stars. It's spread out over the entirety of the downtown of Atlanta, over Mm -hmm. like four or five hotels, panels everywhere, giant rooms of selling stuff, all kinds of different genres, just like Comic-Con has become. DragonCon kind of started out that way. John and I went to one, what was it, 20 years ago? Maybe. Yeah, probably. I've been looking forward to going to one ever since, just couldn't quite pull the trigger. And Kevin Stollard at DragonCon, thank you for helping us to pull that proverbial trigger this year. That sounds fun. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Kevin. That is going to do it for another episode of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. We will be back again in two weeks with a regular show. And next week with a backtrack. The backtrack next week is going to be all about the TV Guide. The magazine we couldn't live without and now we haven't had in years. So much has changed. That's what our backtracks are about. So I hope you'll tune in for those and more. I am John. George, thanks so much for being here. Yes, sir. And Mo, sure appreciate you. No, no, always fun, man. Fourth listener, we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See you guys. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown up? No games, no This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Yay! <laughs> that was so genuine. You can feel the enthusiasm just flowing. Hey, fuckers, writing us. We didn't. We didn't do a lot of get excited before the episode, so you have to get yourself excited. It's not my job. Yeah, no, okay, that's, that's a there. different kind of show. Hello. All right. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.